Are you guys ready for show 12? No. <laughs> you have to be ready for show 12? No. Be ready for show 12. No. What? Do you want a cookie? Yes. Cookie for show 12? Where are those cookies? They're somewhere. The following show work. is for mature audiences only. Listener discretion is advised. And if you don't like it, please go fuck yourself. One, two, three, four. Do you feel your sex life is quite lame? Scared that your desires might be strange? Come and join the kinky world of play. Perverted Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Perverted Podcast, the show where we explore the adventures of the kinky lifestyle, sex, and perversion. And at the end, we sing an epic fucking rock anthem. Meow, 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 meow. meow. Yes, with, <laughs> with cats, apparently. It's going to be very cat-themed these weeks. Recording live from the Perverted Podcast Studio in Camp Fifi, deep in the suburbs. In front of our live studio audience, hello pervert and pervert sister. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome to my garage. I'm Fee. I'm Kathy. I'm Abyss. And I am Boogie, and we are now here, show 12, without cookies. Ha ha. We started anyway. Bullshit. <laughs> I was promised cookies. Yeah, we'll get you the goddamn sorry. cookies I later. Made, I baked cookies this morning, but I took them to work. Ah, oh, you bitch. bitch. No one likes you for this right now. Everyone Anywho. at work likes me. So yeah. everyone's good? This is great? Yeah. Just rolling along? Super exciting. Yeah. Super totally exci- excited. Totally excited. Yesterday, in fact, we did climb all over Count Boogie's motorhome in the <laughs> threshold parking lot. What is this we shit? We, hey, you and me. Yeah. You were up there. I watched. And we, uh, <laughs> and we shot the video for our patron uh, fundraising campaign. And uh, that is now up. And we have a fundraiser campaign what That's, do you call those things patreon crowdfunding campaign patreon yes. cow crowd cow cow funding well you know there's places in other countries you can buy people cows and but fucking that's, a that's wouldn't you want us. a cow we don't no, need a cow can you no. just see a cow hooked to the outside of the club <laughs> yes <laughs> outside of the trailer i'm out there milking it <laughs> yes don't worry we'll have some great for a cow you know that's, cow get her dead that's, that's some some sort of new kink some sort of new kink cow utter king have you ever who's who here has milked a cow I have. Okay. Goat? No. I milked a goat. I've, I've yeah? Never, I've never milked anything. Any of you ever well, suck on the teat of a pregnant pig? Nope. Oh, my no. God, Moving on. But hey, we have a crowd. We have a... We have why, a why don't you just tell the listeners where they can view If you go video. to patron.com, patron.com slash perverted podcast, you can now see our video. And for those of you that have like an extra five cents to support us, then we now have a way for you to do that. Yeah. And it's awesome. And I'm, it kind of looked like a deer. <laughs> she kind of like looked a like Viking, a deer in it. Like I'm not going to give away the video so you can watch it. but It's funny. You should go watch it and laugh at us and then give us money. Very good. <laughs> Fit life is the place. Talk about genital torture in subspace. We share our kinky thrills with perverts from around the world. Yeah, perverted podcast talking about that life, motherfucker. FetLife.com is the world's greatest social media site for kinky people, and every week we talk a little bit about the stuff that FetLife people are talking about. For your peace of mind, please know that every group or blog post we talk about specifically has granted us permission to do so. So today... Today we have, we have new... We have new... What? Oh, wait, we have yeah. Phillies. I'm on, wait a minute. Wait, wait, are we supposed to... We don't really have an order for that. Okay, wait. I'm, Just start talking, I have boogie. the wrong mouse. I'm excited because <laughs> I was up since 4.30 making our, our fundraiser video. Anyway, we have three new groups. These are our affiliate groups that are on Facebook. Why do you laugh at me? Why do you mock me? I love it when you fuck up. Ah, whatever. <laughs> Suck a bag of dicks. 
So here's our new affiliate groups on FetLife. These are groups that are on our website, and you can go and check them out. The first one is Soap, our friends, Calum, Solaris, and the group. Solaris, as as uh, some of you know, does all the other funny BDSM videos with me, and we've done those oh, yeah. for a long time. Mm-hmm. And her husband is uh, the owner of Soap, which is the social of age players. And it is a warm community of friends that are into age play, AB, Littles, Middles, Bigs, Regressive, DDLG, Pet Play, BDSM, Dollification, many of its crossovers, or even just those interested in socializing with frivolous group of people. Wow. <laughs> I love the ending. That was a lot of letters. That's a lot of letters. But uh, no, that's a, that's one of our new great groups. Uh, the next one, and this this lady is really cool. Um, I've had some interaction with her, and this is Verbal Humiliation, Mental BDSN, and Mindfuck. So I love the ones that get inside your head. Share your thoughts and opinions, philosophy, philosophies, which is a uh, Mexican food. Share your thoughts and opinions and sopapillas. Uh, share your thoughts and opinions and philosophies and advice here on verbal humiliation, degradation, mental BDSM, mindfuck. Share your stories and feel free to ask questions and post topics related to the non-physical aspects of BDSM. So those are two groups that we're going to be able to dig in. Our third group, of course, another daddy little girl group, which no. we, of course, love. Yeah, we love these. <laughs> Um, Daddy Doms and their submissive little girls. We come together in our chosen lifestyle on this forum to support one another in our beliefs while we strive to share our combined knowledge as an active community with one another. So these are our three new affiliate groups. We work together, so please go check those out. And now, what is the FetLife topic of today? (laughs) As I'm being stared evil at. I'm sorry. Um, Today's question was posted in one of our amazing affiliate groups in the mental BDSM uh, group by Miss Angel. And she writes, can narcissists be subs? She says she is conflicted because all of her fantasies are her revolving around being submissive and being a sub. But she also has narcissistic personality disorder and panic disorders. She's worried that her MPD will make her expectations too high and fears that switching mid scene will ruining her will ruin her experience. Um, some of the things I had to discuss on this is it, I got the impression that she didn't really she hasn't tried it yet. That's what I thought too. Yeah. Um, and that would be my first suggestion. <laughs> just give it a shot. Just throw it in there. Just <laughs> jump on in. Can't can always I, be great. Can I just give the the fun answer? Sure. sure. Is that as as a somewhat narcissistic person who is submissive? No. Not only can we be submissive, we are the best submissives. <laughs> Explain how that works, please. That, that was the joke answer. That's okay. not. The it's actually answer. not really that big a joke. I know plenty yeah. of submissives who are a little narcissistic. Yeah. Um, but there's also nothing wrong with that. Knowing that you are the best submissive that you can be. Mm-hmm. That's great. If you take pride in that and there's also uh, there's also a sense of being able to um, temper that that need of always being about yourself by giving it to someone else, by being submissive and by being in service. It's like if you know that you're very self-centered, you can kind of push some of that off by being like, okay, now this is not about me. This is about my top or my dom or whatever. So um, that's something that I kind of noticed I do sometimes. So you're narcissistically doing that. You're like, I'm the best. Cause you said no, I'm the best submissive. Was, Whenever you say I'm the best at anything and don't allow somebody else's opinion to be incorporated into that, it really is just narcissism. It's like the, I, I the person who said I give the greatest blowjob in the world. 
I, I also said that was a joke. Oh, okay. No, no, no. I'm just saying okay. this is what this is what my opinion is. I'm not commenting just okay. on you. No, I mean, there is uh, something also to be said. She had in her post said, oh, because of my narcissistic um, personality disorder, I should automatically be a dom. And I'm just no. like, whoa, 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 no, whoa, honey, I think I feel like maybe you need to take a step back and redefine what a dominant and what a submissive is. Mm-hmm. Because one of my other key points that I had an issue with was during her questioning, she wrote um, that her fear was that if she, because the narcissism gives her over self-inflated confidence, and she wrote, my self-confidence and self-work shoot back up, and the abuse would anger me. And I'm like, first of all, wait, are you saying that submissives shouldn't have self-worth or self-confidence? Well, I mean, what abuse abuse is she talking? Is she talking about a prior abuse that she had? No, she was talking about like submitting. So submitting, (laughs) well, just referring to submission as a a form of of self-abuse, I I would question like, what does she act? And we don't have her here, so we can't really ask her, what did you mean by that? But in... In general, it sounds uh, a little shaky. I would. I have to say that uh, Abyss and I talked about this, and frankly, for me, uh, in life, I am much more dominant. So it takes effort for me to push myself into a submissive space. I don't do it with everybody, and it's not easy to do. So when I'm being submissive, it's a very specific state of mind. If mid-scene, which unfortunately has happened for me, a scene has slipped sideways for me, if mid-scene I switch back to dominant mode, Whatever the other person is doing feels like abuse to me. Sure. If I stay there and they continue to do it, and I would, which of course I wouldn't, I would stop it, and I did. But I can kind of understand what she's saying. She, it, it posed some very intriguing questions. If she is in fact diagnosed with narcissistic personality disorder, because you know how a lot of us what say, is that "Well, I'm even? OCD," I mean, what and we're the, not really. I mean, if I'm she really, really is diagnosed yeah. with that. She's got quite a quite a dilemma there. But my suggestion would be the same as Abyss. Just dive in and see what happens. I mean, wouldn't that come back to communicating with your partner and saying, hey, I have this, just like you would communicate with your partner and say, hey, if I go sideways on this and I start my, you know, narcissism starts coming back up, obviously the scene is going to change course, which is part of the organic nature of a scene anyway. So if you have somebody that you have prepped for that, then wouldn't it make sense that, well, if it goes sideways, it goes sideways. Every scene can go sideways. That's Doesn't true. matter what your disorder or anything mm-hmm. is. I think she was just asking for advice. She was putting all these questions out there and seeing what people said before she actually went into it. So I'd say communicate more with the top. And if it goes bad, it goes bad. And then talk about it afterwards and see where it went bad. And if you can get yourself into that space to where you could let go. Yeah, I think so. There's just so many of us that are afraid, or at least I am. And some people that I've talked to at my friend, close friends are afraid of what happens when shit like this goes on. But if you are with a stable person, a reasonable person, and you yourself are reasonable, there is nothing you can't come back from. So there's really not that much to be afraid of because you just, you talk it out. It's not supposed to be perfect from the beginning. You move on. You learn what you can. And that's an unbelievably valuable experience when something goes wrong because you learn so much. And then the next scene is even better. Or we just contact the dom and tell him to use a ball gag on her. (laughs) And then fuck your narcissism. I didn't hear a goddamn thing. Chain her down, ball gag her. Now it's a win-win. Now you're submissive. Wow. (laughs) Or is that rape? No. What if you negotiate? I'm sorry. No. If they negotiate that, what? No. Let's go on. Play rape? No. What? That's 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 assault. Okay. But (laughs) I'll let you have that one. Go ahead. So um, our next topic here is from another of our affiliates, a new one called Pet Palace. 
It's by Maps de Nadir. Huh? <laughs> this time I asked how to pronounce it. <laughs> we'll just call him Maps for short. He, he wrote a thread called Why and How. He said a friend asked him why he was into pet play and what pet players actually do. And I found his answers intriguing. Uh, for instance, he said pet play is about warmth, affection, and escapism. He loves the comfort of a gentle hand on him, the feeling of togetherness and belonging that sitting by someone's side can grant him. He loves the escape from responsibility. He loves it when his beloved holds him and pets him to scare away his demons. If I didn't know he was talking about pet play, I could easily believe he was describing being a submissive. Yeah, it sounds good to me. I know. <laughs> so obviously the two, Check. submission Check. and pet Check. play, <laughs> have a lot in common. But I wanted to ask all of you if, first of all, you've ever done any kind of pet play on either side and how close it is to submission. Meow, meow, meow. <laughs> <laughs> She's going to answer the entire question in meow, Kitty meow. Talk. Meow, 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 meow. meow. Uh, yes, and after our first time uh, that we did that, um, we, we found that there was some things that we needed to discuss. Who, you and Abyss? Yes, absolutely. Meow, 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 meow. No, and, 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 and there was something that, that we brought in a caller, and then once the caller came in, then it was really about the caller and, uh, what meow, was meow, it? Meow, 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 meow. The treats, right. I'm not going to forget the treats. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the important part. And so we put down a dish of melting ice cream. Meow, 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 meow. Yeah, no, yes, I, we let the, it was very cold, and no, I did not put it on the tip of my dick. Um, that was later, because um, we didn't want to confuse the two plays. Meow, meow. No, I'm not going to tell him that. Meow, meow, meow. <laughs> okay, well, that was that was definitely kind of okay. Maybe our pet play kind of crossed the boundaries of um, sexual and I love you guys and animal. <laughs> what? I have wanted you to do this for a long time. <laughs> so yeah, no, we've done we we have done pet play. I've done pet play with other people. It's it really. I mean. You can say it's like this or it's like that, but it really is just such a wonderful because it's really kind of submissive. You're still dealing with a human. And when you're dealing with pet play, some of the people really allow themselves to go to a space where literally a part of their brain entrances them. And they are, you cannot communicate like them. They will look at you confused. And when you talk to them, they will say, at that point, I heard you saying things, but I didn't get it. So I think it's on varying levels. Like Abyss and I do it the cute way. <laughs> the cute way. The everything cute, be, everything Abyss way. does is the cute way. Well, thanks. <laughs> um, for me, like pet play is about finding animal characteristics, uh, characteristics that you identify with. Like for me, it's kitty and, and you know, it's a kitty. Because kitties are like, they come when they want pets, they come to you. But they'll still claw your face off if you annoy them. So, so you. <laughs> <laughs> um, my description, like, I understand why you thought it was very close to submission. And in some ways, it is. But it's also very different. For me, it's submitting to myself. It's going to that kind of kitty place. It's going and, re- re- like, releasing myself to be that animal. But say your animal is, you know, a snake, you know, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's not really going to be all that, you know, I'm submissive, you know, <laughs> see, I but, saw what you fucking did there. You but, so but like, if you say like, say someone's a puppy, puppies are very, just a puppy by nature, energetic is energetic and it's a people pleaser. 
So puppies are people pleasers. They really want their attention from their master. They really want, you know, throw the ball. I'm, I'm a good puppy. I'm this, I'm that. And a really generally high energy. And you know, it's, it's one of those, but say someone is a kitty and kitties are like, you can pet my tummy. You get three pets and then I become kitty bear trap and claw your hands. So yeah, you just blew my mind. You submit to yourself. Mm-hmm. That's very cool. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Good job with this. Uh, yeah. I've not, I've not ever done like official pet play. I've been on a collar and leash and led around and stuff, but it was more like submission. It was more like this is a position I'm putting you in and crawl around. I didn't, I've never really been an animal. Was it no role playing as an animal? Nothing like that? Not really. I mean, once in a while I'll get all cuddly and, you know, rub my head on someone or something, but that's just, that's just me trying to get attention. That's not, <laughs> it's not, that's still, that's still fee. <laughs> Got it. Be the person. Kathy? Right. How well, about yourself? I did, I've never let my puppy out very much with anybody that I really trust right now. So you mean you have... I have one. Yeah. You have one. Oh, I didn't know She's, you had one. I knew you... Yeah. Nice. She just growls and nips and bites, but I've never let her out oh, longer nice. to do that. But it's not submissive for me at all. When I was reading his, I thought that sounds exactly like submission to me, but my puppy, not submissive, frisky, rowdy, just loves to... I suddenly want to get a rope toy for you. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. You're not getting it back. (laughs) Uh, But I do um, act as the handler for a friend of mine who, he is a puppy, and he does very much what you were mentioning earlier. He goes into an altered state of mind. Where he's gone. He's completely gone. When he comes out of it, he cannot really remember what went on. He remembers bits and pieces. but And so that has nothing to do with submission either. So it just it's clear to me from listening to all of you and from reading his posts that it really pet play can be so... I mean, it runs the spectrum. Absolutely. I mean, anywhere from just fun to, to really that serious place where people need to go. I mean, there was this one puppy that I played with, and man, that was just a part of her. Like she had to have that part of her just express itself. And I'll admit when I was, you know, that some of the times I've done, you know, you know, I've had dogs, you know, so I know how to scratch the head and, you know, play with toys and stuff. But this was like another level to where I really had to admit I can be playful as a handler for like maybe a half hour. And then I'm like, okay, I need you back. And actually it was like, I didn't know how to get her back because she really went, like you were saying with yours, where they go into that altered state. And so afterwards, um, it had to be, look, a real kitten. A real cat just We have a real cat. Cat's all like, what the fuck are you guys doing here? And walked in and then walked out. I heard you were talking about cat play. (laughs) Cat pee? (laughs) I just squirted in all your purses. So just how about that there? Take our, you know, it's bad enough for being a cat. But uh, no, and when I asked her, how do you come out of it? It, it, she said, well, the way to take me out is you have to open my paw. So you would grab her by the paw and say, okay, I need so-and-so her name back, and then open her paw, and then she would kind of come back to her, her human spot. So that's amazing then. And it's not surprising that he would be confused when somebody asked him what's pet play about. That's a loaded question, uh, and it's one of probably the most misunderstood yeah. plays that you can do in my opinion which is yeah. why i'm glad we have pit palace as an affiliate <laughs> to explain these things that i have no clue of that is awesome cool that is so we solve pet play yes you know they have like puppy days play. at the park you know they have actual like fox yes. and hound hunts mm-hmm. 
and puppy play. And then, of course, you get into pony play and horse play and stuff like that. Which is actually really cool. I saw some pictures from it. And uh, I I know a couple people who do the pony play. And they really get into it. And they do like the carts and they have the person run behind them. And it's it's really neat. It's amazing. That's awesome. Good stuff. What was the... uh, was the topic we talked about before, was that from a group? Yeah. yeah. It was from Mental uh, Media BDSM. I love them. Okay. I just wanted to make sure we had we'd mentioned Oh, yeah. She mentioned it. Okay, good. You did. You, I, you obviously weren't listening, Boogie. Sorry. I'm a dick. I just want to make sure this, I'm excited about having these meow, resources. Meow, meow. What uh, What? What'd you say? <laughs> Logging about the creepers on her page and how she needs to get laid. Fee on fee. Uh, so up first is the, um, okay. Have you ever been in a situation where it's not exactly appropriate to get turned on and you get kind of turned on? Mm -hmm. Like junior high school. (laughs) So recently I went, I went for my annual physical exam. And so, you know, she's, you know, asking me a bunch of questions about my health and this and that. And then she went to do the breast exam and, and she was patting around my breast and at the very end, just a little nipple pinch. And I just kind of got all like, Ooh. That felt like oh, that felt good. What the fuck was she pinching your nipples for? <laughs> it's, it's part actually, of the, it's part of it's part they of the check for event. discharge. That's that's an actual thing. Oh okay, <laughs> I thought you were gonna make up some shit. I'm no, like, she, nurses just made that up. And here, here's how you get a free titty twister out of them. Just say I you're swear, checking for. I actually have to. I have oil. To, I have to go back for the other part, of the the hoo ha part of the exam in mm. two weeks. I'm hoping she does it again. Oh my <laughs> god. So you, can you check my for discharge while you play with my hoo ha? <laughs> yeah. But I was just wondering um, if there's any, if you ever have any situations where you're like, oh, something just turned you on and that's not the time or place. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I said, junior high. And I don't mean by saying junior high, like, you know, the the fucking subway idiot that just got uh, put in prison for child molestation who talked about being turned on by junior high school. I'm talking about being in junior high and you get, when you first start getting erections, as a kid and you yeah, just get like those all the time you just get like random boners and you're like sitting there and they're talking about like nothing and you're there and then they that fear that they're gonna call you while you got a boner yeah no i had i had a lady boner for my 10th grade chemistry teacher he had some really like buff arms and so he'd write on the chalkboard and his arms would be all like buffed out and i'd be like holy crap i never paid attention to chemistry but i paid attention to him hmm. it was awesome <laughs> You guys, any ladies? What? Oh, inappropriate? No, hey, I got more inappropriate. I got tons of inappropriate <laughs> shit. You? I want everyone. Kathy, have you ever had an inappropriate? I actually don't have that many. The only ones that I have surround watching TV or mu- movies with family and getting turned yes. on. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I remember I was watching. I was I was young, like too young, and I was watching a uh, purple Purple Rain, the Prince movie. Oh, oh yeah, right. And so there was a there was a there was a scene on a motorcycle, and there were boobs involved. I don't remember. My parents threw a crochet blanket over my head because I was too young to actually be watching this movie at that time. And but it's a crochet blanket. You there can are totally holes. see through it. Totally that's see. awesome. And I remember watching it like, oh my god, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. As far as the moving th- uh, the movie thing, I went and saw Quills. And uh, if anyone who doesn't know, it's about the Marquis de Sade with my mother. Oh, no. We we went in a little blind on that one. And I'm like looking at it going, oh, oh, uh, oh. Did you bring like the cardboard box and you like place it between you two and you're all all right, you jerk off on that side. I'll jerk off on this side. But we're not really gay because we're we're not. There's a box in between us. Did you do that with your mom? No, I did not. No. Okay. No. Just you, but that might have been an approach. Well, my mom was never down for that because she was always just a whore. 
there was a tmg um was she had just recently had her first experience with the violet wand in electric play and she was just watching the amazing spider-man 2 or whatever and there's the electro character and she just she, she texted me she's like oh my god i just got inappropriately turned on about a superhero movie that is so dirty it was awesome <laughs> i was eight and i used to try to peek at my grandmother taking off her bra after we'd go swimming it's true what i'm laying there i'm like eight and, and i'm like laying and i'm like pretending to be asleep and she's like all right i'm gonna change now and like i guess it was cool to do that in the bathroom but she always did it in a way to where i never saw grandma boob it was just i saw the bra coming off and i was like oh wow those are boobies and then like <laughs> and and like it never happened and huh. so what that's wrong Yes, Boogie. Well, Why is that wrong? wrong? I, it's not like I fucking said, hey, baby, you know, when you're tired of that old dude over there, you know, uh, although, why don't you come get is, a nice young buck? What What is uh, with uh, the older ladies and you? What? Have, having fantasies about older women? Mm-hmm. That's because I like women. And some women are older. Therefore, <laughs> I like them. Some of them. No, there's some. I mean... I, I didn't have a really close family. I mean, other than my grandmother. Um, <laughs> so, so I don't really relate to all those taboos and stuff. So when I see, I don't know, there's times where it, it's kind of exciting, the thought of a much older woman. And then there's the perversion of really old women. And I don't, I don't, I'm like being, there's five chicks in this room right now staring at me, just talking about the creeper shit that goes on in my head. And I'm like, yeah, so sometimes old lady, take out your dentures. Give me a, give me a little, uh, a give, me a, give me a little gummer there. Gummer lamb, damn ding dong. So, so Kathy, uh, any, any inappropriate things on your end? Just the, the whole movie. Yeah. yeah. I can remember being a kid. And I was watching, it was either Adam 12 or SWAT, because I'm that old. And, Adam 12, uh, <laughs> I had an Adam lunch pail. Ooh, I thought I of another it. one. Oh, I shouldn't, well, they don't listen at work. It's okay. There was this one time we had this uh, this bowling work. Everybody had to like team building thing. We all went bowling. And there was this one kid at work who's not a kid. He's 20, young 20s. And he he did this thing, and I'd never paid attention to him before, but he threw, rolled the ball, whatever you do with bowling, hit a strike, and then turned around and like Fabio hair, his hair just like swished behind him. <laughs> and I was like, oh shit, when did he get hot? Like, <laughs> you know, I will say, the, I will say one thing I realize I have done since I was like, I don't know, 12. And that's, I always will look at a dude's crotch. It doesn't oh, matter who yes. it is. Yeah. <laughs> he is standing up now. Yeah. Down because, you. Because I have seen I've seen your because crotch. Because the entire world has not seen his crotch. No, but I seriously. Know. And it's even awkward because it's like people where I'm like, I did not want to look at their crotch. And yet I still looked at their fucking <laughs> yeah, crotch. I, I always love Why it. did I do that? That's funny. So Kathy, Adam 12. Yeah. Yes. Before you got cut off. Oh, sorry. Oh, you were talking about Adam 12. It was an episode where two police officers in uniform. Mm. Got kidnapped, hogtied, mm. mm. lied face down on a couch with their heads facing each other, and then they're whispering to each other about how they're going to escape. Well, that's not inappropriate <laughs> at all. That's perfect. <laughs> In uniform. I just. Why was there family around or something? You yeah, just felt oh that, my God. Yeah, that you should always look sit- at law We were in the family room watching this, and I'm just, my mouth, my jaw just dropped. Guys in uniform tied up. I love bisexual men. I think it all, my uniform thing, my hog tie thing, and my bisexual men thing just, I think, started that day. 
with Adam 12. Adam 12. <laughs> How you going to do? Uh, Get her done. All right. Next topic. This is me asking you all for advice. Mm. Mm. I need advice. So uh, spinning, you know, that thing where your head starts thinking too much about things and, mm. and you, you can't stop it. And, and what happens? What do you do? What are methods that you can use to stop the spinning when you can't reach out to the person who's involved in the spinning? Like I had an issue with someone, <clears throat> but I couldn't make a connection with them to be able to talk about it. So, or, so I, was, I was just, I was going a little crazy in my head. And, and unable to stop it and things got a little out of control and I almost lost some friendships over it. So how do you, how do you stop Xanax. it? Xanax. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. Abyss has some in her purse. <laughs> I, so I kind of, I kind of had a, not a panic attack, I guess more like a, an anxiety attack a little bit and, and afterwards went numb. But I was at work. It was not an appropriate time for me to go numb. So yeah, Xanax would have helped if I had any, but I didn't. <laughs> I wouldn't, I, I, I wouldn't really have had this issue for me because I would never have gone to the person that I was having the issue with in the oh, first I place. I always do. Well, I would, have, <laughs> I would have stepped back and taken a lot of time to figure out what's going on in my head. It's probably the worst time for me to approach the person I'm having the issue with is when I'm right in the middle of it. I would have to back off and get some distance and, and unravel what's going on in my head. That's my advice. Hmm. I, well, I'll take I'll take a different route. Um, I mean, I have definitely had some pretty epic spin outs. And if I hadn't sat down with the person that um, we obviously waited until yeah we were alone or whatever. But um, and the person was very, very open to just sit and kind of see where I was feeling. But if I hadn't talked it out, I'm not sure how it would have gone after um, some of the other stuff was like deep breathing for mm-hmm. me. Like I, I'm starting to take more of a Kathy stance on some of it. Like if you can, if you can kind of step back and go, okay, what am I spinning about? Where am I coming from this? What are the key points of why I'm freaking the fuck out? And you can examine them individually and then you can kind of breathe through it, work through each one. And, um, to be perfectly blunt, there is absolutely nothing wrong with going numb. No, sometimes you okay have to. to. Okay, it's like just survival. You have to sometimes. Yeah. I totally agree. Yeah. For um, as somebody who has spent a considerable amount of decades spinning, depressed, anxiety, and uh, drug, alcohol fueled everything and whatever, um, I'm very familiar with spinning, and I'm very familiar with um, all of the symptoms that go along with it. And spinning is about you. Spinning is not about the other person. When you recognize the fact that you're crazy, that has at that point, you don't need that other person. It's great once you come back and you can actually resolve that and ask what are your feelings or whatever so that you can continue the relationship with a person. At that moment, it is about you. And it is about you taking care of yourself and you finding that path away because all that emotions are are chemicals in the brain that are triggered by some input that you have now said this means this and now it's catastrophe and abandonment and failure and my life is going to be bad and you see this whole future spinning really is about the future. It is never really uh, about the past. It is always, what am I going to lose in the future? This relationship, this is what everything, now I have to change everything. Fuck this person, I'm breaking up, I'm doing this or whatever. It's always about the future and how I look at it. So the first thing I need to do is take myself out of the future and say, what am I doing right now? 
Because every time, because your brain's going to keep, every time you go to that place, your brain has a route to that trigger. So now you need to go to another place other than that route to allow those chemicals to subside. I mean, I've spent months, literally months in a zombie daze of depression and spinning because I just kept re-triggering the same thing. And that's where things like you have to find a distraction away from that to let your brain calm down. And that's where work, breathing, like Abyss said, exercise, meditation, finding other people, checking in with other people and having that support and letting them know, hey, I'm spinning. These are the things I'm spinning about. I'm going to keep checking in with you if you don't have the person to talk to immediately. There are so many things that you can do to put yourself in the present. Uh, in, in the programs that I go to, uh, you know, that I've been to in sobriety, it's about, well, be of service, get the fuck out of your head, go help somebody else, go set up chairs somewhere, wash dishes or feed the homeless or do something that gets out of yourself. So you can stop re-triggering that same chemical that just makes you just go downward. Yeah. Cause you know what, that, that route to the trigger that you mentioned is a well-worn path. Yeah. It's a fucking slip and slide. And it's so easy to go down that path and stay there that I, it's totally believable that you could stay there for weeks or months at a time if you don't stop and disengage and pull yourself away from that. So, And it's All a step-by-step right. -step process. And, and I used to be really anti-meds because I'm sober and blah, blah, blah. And it's, you know, I was on Ritalin as a kid and it fucked me up. But in the moment, if in the moment you are so overwhelmed that you just need to survive at that point. Take the goddamn Xanner, take the Wellbutrin, take whatever, have a shot of whiskey. I don't give a shit. Get yourself out of that zone if you have to. Now, for me, I'm an addict, so if I continue, I can't do a one-off. I can't go, hey, I'll take a half a Xanner, and then I'm fine, and I'll deal with this and talk to someone. I used up all my tokens. But if, if you are not an addict or an alcoholic, then by all means, if you got to take some meds to get you through that, then that's what they were fucking made for. They weren't made to abuse. They were made to get you through that time so you could get your head back and work on it. And definitely, like you had said before, reaching out to people and reaching out to your friends, having friends to like bounce ideas off going, hey, am I being crazy with this? I have definitely yeah. called and called friends and said, am I being nuts? And please answer me honestly. I, I I did that. <laughs> I ended up doing that. Thanks, Kathy. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I called Kathy and I literally said, I'm spinning. And then I burst into tears. <laughs> and she listened and gave me excellent advice and got me through the next hour before I could go and talk to the person that I need to talk to. So it was uh, it was good. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was the there were it, it happened multiple times in the last month that uh, there was there were unresolved issues with with separate people, and there was time involved between when I announced that I needed to talk to them and when I actually could talk to them, and and during that time is when I went a little cray cray cuckoo. We all go a little cray cray sometimes. Okay. Turn to yourself. So turn yeah, it to yourself. That's, that's fee on fee. That's it. All right. Well, do we have some perverted Damn new jingle. No, I didn't oh, shit. <laughs> I have failed in my <laughs> jingle making. It's okay. Damn me. I, I failed. I failed in bringing in the the email. I printed it, but I oh well. Thank it. you very much. <laughs> and that means people emailed us stuff, and they were usually. I think it was the. It was somebody who moved away, and from California, and uh, and had had 
was on a kink break because her husband is still here wrapping stuff up. So she's on her own and she'd been on a kink break. So what she does is she goes on Thursday mornings to the park to exercise and listens to us. And she's talking about how she was cracking up when we when we broke the uh, cane over Mark's ass. We? We, we went... went, went Sorry, sorry. You have to. Our first edits. Our first edits. Kathy, producer, please mic mark down that I must now edit fees error. Let me go back and fix that. When abyss, when abyss broke Kathy's cane over Mark's ass. She. What did the listener do? She cracked up and nearly peed herself. And as she said, she was a. She's a, a. would she say a 50 in her 50s? She's a, a woman in her 50s. And all of those who would know <laughs> that she laughed so hard, she almost peed herself. Don't be blaming that on age. We are piss your pants funny at 20. We, we are, but it just gets <laughs> Damn a little, it. It just gets a little <laughs> hurt. It just, gets, hurt. it just gets a little Don't make easier. an excuse. And We're the, funny. And the, 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 uh, the, the moral of that story is kegels. You should be doing them right now. We're doing them right I, now. I'm, I you love bagels. Now. Bagels are, are delicious. <laughs> They're toasted and you can put cream cheese. I never Shut got into the, to the locks just thing. Stop. I mean. You, I can just tell you right now that every woman listening to this podcast is right now doing their kegels. Yes. Yeah. Right now? Right, right now. now. And you yeah. just. So, kegels. So, so that means inside of you there's little round things with holes in them in them, and, and you squeeze you them. You do kegels too. It's how you can get your dip to do little jumpy things that's the that's a kegel yes i just thought it was talking with your penis no that's, that's mark and mark's sister are, are falling falling, falling <laughs> off of seating right now and can i give just the side note here is that abyss <laughs> did replace that cane with an absolutely awesome awesome cane thank you so much yeah. you're welcome yeah, we, should all was, just, we should all just take off our pants and go cry. down on each other okay. we love each other so much in no. our perverted audience no. i love it that's no. that's that was it huh i, I love that that listener wrote that in that's yeah, so cool thank you <laughs> never get hate i'm sorry mail. i didn't bring your email in to you read know, it just properly stop itching. just stop itching about it i love being me your real life sex stories are much better than fantasy. Perverted podcast slut capades. All right, page. We're doing slutcapades. We tell stories. And so this week, we well, this time around, we decided to talk about something you ended up doing that you never thought you would do. So whether it was something that used to be a hard limit or kind of a limit or something you just never, you never imagined it was something you were going to experience and you did it talk about that time. And this is our story time and the rules of this game is that we each get two and a half minutes to tell our story and at the two and a half minute mark we have to shut the hell up. So yeah. who's going first? Boogie. Me? You yeah. went last last time. Yeah, oh, did. did I? Well, okay, I'll tell you. This is something that I have not done. Go ahead and press me in. All right. 228, 227, 227. This is my story, and then I'll tell. No, when I first got into the lifestyle, I was not really into needles. Um, and so doing them on someone just was something I never connected to. And I uh, I had this, uh, this friend who actually she brought me into the... Actually, it was the person from the story... <laughs> No, 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 no. My <laughs> last month's story, the one that I fucked up in my first official play scene. She was like, I want you to do these needles on me. And she had this whole thing that she wanted to do. And I'm like, I've never done this. And this was like a three-year process where I, 
I just laid it to rest. I said, this isn't something I'm into. I don't have to do everything now. Um, so I can just wait on this. I, I, I don't get it. And I went to classes and I saw the connection between people when they were doing it. And I saw that, oh, this is something that people get really spacey on. And of course, that always turns me on to be able to do that to someone. So I started learning and going to classes, but I still hadn't gotten into it until she said, look, why don't you just come over and put one needle in my arm and that'll be it. And, and I was like, okay, I'm going to do that. And so I came over and the first thing we did, we sat down she gave me the needle and she's okay, hold it like this. And I had seen it and I'm like, all right. And I, at that time I just let go of the Dom thing and said, this is something new I'm trying. And, and she said, so we matched our breathing with every breath and we breathed in together and we exhaled together and we were looking in each other's eyes and it became very, very soft. And then we got to that time where I said, I'm ready. Are you ready for this? And she said, yes. And it just got really quiet. And I took the needle and I just picked up some of that skin. And I'll never forget how soft it was when it went through. And it just went through. Whoop. And I looked at her eyes and they glassed over. And I, my, my eyes went like this wide. And I was like, I get it. This is amazing. I never thought I would be doing something like that. And it wound up, I went out, I bought 800 freaking needles, and now I'm just a gigantic needle whore because that one moment that just somebody just was patient with me and I saw what the connection was about, and it was amazing, and uh, and it was something I never thought I would do. Three seconds left, fuck off. Damn. Mm. That's a great story. <laughs> Who's next? Hmm? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Abyss, good. All right, cool. Thanks. <laughs> All right. As a nurse, I have always gone with the theory of do no harm. And <laughs> which can kind of be conflicty in this lifestyle. And I found out I had a serious love for blood play. And for me, I was very conflicted because you have to do harm to get the blood. So a dear friend of mine who is incredibly patient said, all right, let's, let's do a scene. I said, okay. Of course I couldn't just leave it at that. I wanted panache and sparkle and Dexter. (laughs) (laughs) So I ended up with his help Dextering the room, literally taking and covering every surface, including the ceiling, with wrapped with uh, plastic wrap. And I put on my white nurse uniform, not the sexy nurse, no, like old school. I brought out Nurse Ratchet with the hat and I leaned him up and I took a scalpel and very, very carefully just split the skin on his shoulders very carefully it was like butter as it just dripped and dripped and dripped and I'm like oh this is so fucking sexy I love this let's do more so I then picked up a cane and I beat the bloody marks to the point where blood soaked the walls 
there was splatter everywhere. There was splatter on my crisp white uniform. There was splatter on the ceilings. There was splatter on him. And by the time we were done, it was euphoric. The room smelled like blood. It was literally painted. And most people who walked by got a little green. But it was probably one of the most powerful you know, situations I had ever done. And... To this day, I, I'm still amazed that as a nurse, I was willing, willing to do that. <laughs> nice. Nice, you vicious, vicious girl. I'm to put a trigger warning on this episode. <laughs> trigger warning. I'm going to put a trigger warning on this episode. She's going to be talking about a lot of blood and needles. Ah, they can fast forward to themselves. Yeah. yeah. Okay, go Kathy, go. Okay. So I had something similar to Boogie. I wanted to feel something puncturing my skin. And so I tried needles. It just did not work for me because it was the opposite effect. It, it was this pop, and it was, it knocked me right out of my headspace. So one year, I was with my girlfriend at, in Palm Springs at Desire. And one of the things that you could do there is you could have a mentor. And I wanted to do spanking, but that was taken up. So I thought, well, I'll, I'll try cutting because that's the only other thing I tried. And I was very pessimistic because I thought it's going to be the same thing as the needles. And so we went into her room, and uh, she said... She grilled me on a bunch of stuff. She she was a nurse. She uh, knew what she was doing. And uh, I said, you know, just try it on my arm because I, I really don't think that this is going to work for me. And so I just, I was naked because we were all naked for that whole weekend. And she took out her scalpel and all this material and laid it out and used antiseptic on me. And, and she took this little scalpel and just ran it along my bicep and... I've never felt anything like it, and just the shock of how wonderful it felt to feel that slow dip of that scalpel along my skin, slicing me open. My, I got all feverish. Every inch of my skin got goosebumps, and I just went into this altered state. Uh, and I have never let anyone cut me since then, because while it was not erotic or sexual, it was very sensual. And it's definitely not something that I can try with just anybody. But that was an amazing experience to think it was going to be awful. And not only was it not awful, it was the other end of the spectrum. And it was the most sublime feeling I've ever felt in BDSM. Wow. Sweet. We're, we're cutting bitter. We're blood. Yeah. <laughs> Mine's got nothing to do with blood, guys. You can, now start, you can now start listening to the podcast again if blood was your trigger. Fireplay wasn't a big deal for me. I, I enjoyed that. All right, I'll set the stage as soon as I'm, I've got the Go timer. All right. Uh, I was 18. He was 44. Um, we met online in an IRC channel. I was a big nerd. It was a relay. It was a chat thing. So he had me get dressed up in your classic schoolgirl outfit with a little plaid skirt and a little white shirt. And I already had boobs at 18, so that was a, it was a thing. But he wanted me not wearing panties. Because, uh, you know, he's a guy. So we went at a restaurant, and he actually started checking at the restaurant to see if I was wearing the panties. While they were taking our drink order, he had his fingers in my pussy. All of this was not the stuff I never thought I'd do. I totally was down with that. So... <laughs> <laughs> We then took the party. That was just setting it up. Then we took the party over to a local motel, a CDS motel uh, down down in the valley. And um, here's the part I, I didn't know very much about him, honestly. But when he took his clothes off, 
I saw that he did not have a, I'm going to be delicate here. He did not have a whole lot going on Mm. down there. And I was a little disappointed, but you know, it was like, okay, this is about submission. This isn't about that. No big deal. He ended up tying me to, in this contract with the headboard, my knees were up by my ears. There were clamps on my pussy lips, spreading them apart. I had, I was so tied up and exposed. There was like no way for me to get out of it. And he comes at me with this giant bendable double-headed dildo, which he bent and proceeded to double penetrate me for the first time in my life. I never thought I would do that. I never thought I'd be able to get two dicks in me at once. And they weren't real dicks, but it was, they were both big and it was the strongest orgasm I have ever had. Like, I mean, I had them, I have them with a vibrator on the, on the clit, but in terms of a penetration orgasm, that DP was the, the guy with the smallest thing I ever saw gave me the biggest orgasm I ever had. And that is my story. Mm. Mm. Boom, mm. bitches. Damn. <laughs> nice balance. I think it's a nice balance. Blood and gore and needles, blood and gore and needles. Double penetration. <laughs> Fees all whoo. We need a break. You can pause this now. No, we have a song. We, we have, have our, a song. We have our final song, kids. Uh, oh. I like See? this song. This is a great song. This is an anthem song. Thank you guys for listening to our fine show and uh, show number 12. We are very excited. And uh, I will say before we sing the song, I've just been really excited that Turdnado is coming together, you know, and, and we're coming together. And so many of our friends and fans are just reaching out to us and, and uh, just... Just letting us know, like the, you know, peeing at the park and, you know, <laughs> you know, when someone pees at the park for us, oh, okay. I mean, that, that really, that lets me go another day. And, and it kind of reminds me of, of this anthem that I wrote that we're going to sing and it's called Unite. And it really is, this is my theme song because I really, really feel that not everyone is fucked up, but um, most of us are. And this is, this is pretty much our theme song. Children of dysfunctional families unite. Children of dysfunctional families unite. Did your dad get drunk and beat the crap out of you? Well, that makes us bros, cause my dad did that shit too. Does every holiday gathering end when the police show up and take someone in your family to jail? Does your mom sabotage everything you try and do in life because she's jealous that you're still in young, young and hot and she's getting old with sagging titties? Bitch. Did your emo brother fake at least five suicide attempts? Is your grandpa hooked on prescription meds? Children of Dysfunctional families unite. Children of dysfunctional families unite. Did your sister worry every month because a period was late? Did your cousin start fires and masturbate? 
At night, can you hear your bulimic sister off in the distance, gagging into the toilet and crying, I want to be a cheerleader! (laughs) (laughs) Did your dad drain your college savings fund to buy fake boobs for some hooker he was banging behind your mother's back? Dick. Did your grandma dig through the neighbor's trash when you were nine? Did your uncle teach you how to smoke hash? Children of dysfunctional families unite. Unite. (laughs) Children of dysfunctional families unite. As every room in the house had a fist through the door. Did your brother get three girls pregnant but calls you a whore? Oh, hell no! Did your dad try to hit on all your high school friends in the hopes of getting a blowjob? And one of them actually did it? Oh my god. Does your aunt keep the head of the cat that died in the freezer next to the fish sticks? What? Join us. Join us. Because your family's gonna suck Probably forever So we might as well All be fucked up together Everyone in the back sway Children of Dysfunctional families Unite Mark! Unite! (laughs) Children of Dysfunctional families Unite Now all the kitty cats in the room (laughs) Meow 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 Children of dysfunctional families unite. Thank you, perverted podcast audience. Thank you. Good night. That is our show. Thank you to my garage perverted play. We don't have a thing. This has not been rewritten. Just make some shit up. Thanks for listening. Tell your friends about us. If you're in the Los Angeles area, please visit threshold.org and find out about joining their kinky family. Thank you to all of our guests and hosts to Fee. Abyss. Boogie. Kathy. And our audience. Mark. And Mark's sister. If you have questions, comments, and or ideas, please email us at pervertedpodcast at gmail.com and visit us at thepervertedpodcast.com. Or you suck! Also, patron slash pervertedpodcast.com. And finally, please consider becoming a monthly supporter of FetLife so we have something to actually talk about each week. Until next week, my dysfunctional little family and friends, enjoy being your damn kinky self. We We are are Uh, we're dysfunctional! <laughs> <laughs>